If you're very generous and you're a generous artist and a generous person, the opportunities will come. And we live in an exploitative system and a very complicated power system. And so if you're not willing to say very clearly what you will and will not tolerate, you will get screwed over again and again and again. And I think that I was getting screwed over in my career. And and in many ways, I was screwing myself over by not being really clear about what I wanted, by not stating it, by not going after it, by not being like, no, this is a firm no for me. This is Finding the Throughline, the show that gives you inside access to honest conversations about the creative process. I'm Kate Hanley. Welcome back to the Finding the Throughline interview with Sarah Montana, screenwriter, public speaker, playwright, musician. If this is the first time you're hearing of Sarah, go back two episodes ago and hear her full bio and then keep listening to find out the practical things that help Sarah do her work as well as the inner stuff. That we, man, my noodle is still baked, quite honestly, Sarah. You really, if you missed the episode just prior to this, trust me, you want to go back and listen to it. Maybe be alone. Don't don't be like doing the dishes with people running around in the background because Sarah shared some really awesome, deep ideas about what life is all about, really. So now that we have cracked that code, Sarah, (laughs) I'm curious... (laughs) What kinds of things are perking up your ears right now, like that may be a little bit different than they have been in the past, or it might be something that you've been interested in the past, but now you're thinking about in a different way. It's kind of like, what is perhaps just under the surface that hasn't totally shown itself yet? Ooh, it's a great question. I think I'm I'm excited to see. So I've done a lot of these made-for-TV movies. I've been playing around a lot with what does it mean to do something that's longer and serialized? I really love the idea of trying to either be a part of a TV show or writing and selling a TV show and having the opportunity to think in like longer narrative form and breaking things up into smaller episodes. I'm really excited mm-hmm. about that. And honestly, as a writer, I have to spend so much time by myself and I'm an extrovert. I need people. I like, I really do. The pandemic taught me that I don't function as well when I don't have a varied social diet. I need my super close friends and my like people, people. And then I need, I need strangers. I just, I, that sounds so bizarre, but I need like casual conversation. I need the getting to know yous. And I'm not talking about small talk, but like getting to know a person is intoxicating and it's recharging and it's great to like hear all the different ways that people are living their lives. And, um, and so I am, ex- I would love to be back in a writing environment where I'm collaborating more with people. One of the things I do like about the Hallmark movies is that it, there is a team that you're collaborating with. You know, there's multiple producers in the mix. But when you go to do the writing, you're very much by yourself for a couple of weeks. So I like the idea of trying to find ways where writing will be more community-based. I think all my involvement with the union has made that, uh, has scratched that itch in a really lovely and delightful way. So I'm excited to do more stuff with the union, uh, with the WTA, now that I'm on council, and to build solidarity between like other unions uh, in the entertainment industry or just in general, in all, all different workforces. Yeah, I think those are the things I'm most excited about right now. Yeah, I know the term writer's room. When I first heard that, I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> like, You could do this with other people in the room? That perks my ears up for sure. I'm curious, are there like people that you look to, whether in your industry or in an- another space or just in terms of life, who are kind of modeling something that you're interested in moving toward or working on? Yeah. Well, a combo of 
strike, I think. And also I'm a daughter of teenage parents, which means my relationship with authority and role models is real fast and loose. Um, (laughs) I, I, you know, I used to have role models. And instead now the thing that I do is I look for aspects of the people that like, what is it specifically that they, um, because people are people like you're going to get up close and personal with your idols at some point and realize that like, they just have a different set of struggles than you do, but they also have a lot of struggles. Like it's complicated. And so I don't like holding people up as a standard anymore. I really like to think more practically about like, what are they doing that I really wish that I could incorporate into my life? In what ways does that thing work for their personality and their life and would never work for me? What things are they doing that are sort of a direct translation to what I want for my life and what I'm doing? So I tend to think less in terms of people and more in terms of like skills and talents and systems and like, yeah, and the practicalities of it. Otherwise, I don't like being put on a pedestal. So I also don't like to put people on a pedestal, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Well, it relates back to kind of what you were sharing in the first episode about how sharing your story has gotten people to like, kind of view you in this certain way. And that hasn't always been comfortable, right? Despite the fact that your work is connected with them. So can you name any names or like, maybe not names, but like specific examples of stuff that you see other people doing and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, they're like, it's one of those things where it's like, I love people's work. I don't know what they're like as people though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are TV shows that I love, you know, like the pilot that I just wrote, I said was a combo of Severance and Loki. Like those are two shows that I thought were really fun in the last couple of years where I went, oh, this is interesting and this is different. There are writers that I, I mean, I Commonwealth this summer, I read by, I mean, that blew my mind. I loved that book. Yeah, there's musicians that I love. I mean, Samara Joy is incredible. I've been listening to her a lot more. And just like, it's, it, she's, it's this few, anybody who's blending genres and pulling from different mediums, anything that sort of blurs the lines, I'm really intrigued by. And then there are people who are not famous, who I'm just fascinated by their work-life balance. And I'm fascinated by the pendulum swing of how they're achieving things versus how they're staying grounded and like having a family life. So I like, I'm very obsessive right now about finding people who like, there's a, a woman I met on strike who I adore named Kate, who lives in Maplewood, who writes on all these TV shows. And we had this great conversation where she was like, you know, I figured out that in terms of what I want for my career, I'm happiest being number two in a writer's room. I love having the creative power. I love having that influence over story. I love having like as much power as you can have before you're the person who has to think about the budget. And I was Mm. like, God, what an incredible thing to know that about yourself. And to know that like the ego hit will ultimately destroy your love of this thing. Like to say, Mm. oh, I'm the showrunner sounds very fancy and it's your idea and blah, blah, blah. But that you can have the same creative impact, still have make an incredible living for yourself and also not have to deal with the downsides of the job that like don't jive with what makes you happy. I'm looking for like people like that I find really inspiring right now. People who have figured out that like the title is only so much or the out- outward achievement is only so much and they've really engineered a life life for themselves where they get to do the things that they love most and they don't have to do the things that are yeah, I mean you have to do some things, right? You can't escape all of it. But yeah, people who really know themselves and so have crafted like the perfect life for themselves through like real introspection. I love it. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sarah, are there any changes that are either already brewing or things that you are starting to realize that there are shifts you need to or want to or are feeling called to make? Oh, yeah. The biggest are around my ability to, I think strike really changed this. It's not asking for what I want. It's like very plainly and clearly saying what I want. I used to think that if I was, and I think this is still true. It's like two things can be true at once. If you're very generous and you're a generous artist and a generous person, the opportunities will come. And we live in an exploitative system and a very complicated power system. And so if you're not willing to say very clearly what you will and will not tolerate, you will get screwed over again and again and again. And I think that I was getting screwed over in my career and And in many ways, I was screwing myself over by not being really clear about what I wanted, by not stating it, by not going after it, by not being like, no, this is a firm no for me. And so that's a big thing that's shifting for me. I think Strike will do that. It'll empower you. And the other thing is, I got to get my financial house in order for Strike. (laughs) went six months without working and I had my emergency funds and everything. But it's made me think more about like, okay, you've gotten... I don't regret anything that I've done financially, but like this is what you needed to do for this phase of your career. You would like to expand to the next phase of your career. It's time to be a little more of like a true, go from like being a grown up to like actually thinking like a boss who runs a company as opposed to a freelancer. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like for you? And what makes the most sense? And what are you willing to outsource and invest in? And what are you not? I hate that stuff. I mean, part of the appeal of screenwriting was having a manager so that I would never have to negotiate a contract. <laughs> <laughs> And I'd love to tell you that I'm a girl boss and those are worth and that I know how to negotiate and everybody should learn how to do that. And, and, and man, some, some personalities really hate it for their own. Like it's not because I'm a woman. It's because I grew up in a conflict diverse household. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to negotiate. I don't, I want us to all just very clearly and plainly say what we want. And then like, I don't like the game that I don't enjoy it. My husband works in real estate, loves it. My best friend who lives next door is a, boss at it and loves to negotiate. If I have any problems with customer service, I hand the phone to Shannon. I do not want to negotiate. And so that's the thing though that I'm having to get over. And I am realizing that like, I got to figure out what the happy medium of, of is not making myself become a different person, right? Knowing who I am. Mm-hmm. And also stepping up my game so that that isn't a shortcoming that keeps me from becoming the most powerful and also not just powerful, but at ease version of myself because not doing those things also causes other problems. So, 
All right, let's switch into our fast five questions here at the end. Are you ready? We don't have you don't have to rush necessarily, but okay. <laughs> these are just like I love to find out like what's on people's nightstands and what's in their morning cup of whatever. So here we go. You ready? Ready. All right. What is the last book or show that you stayed up too late watching or reading? Incredibly embarrassing. I'm normally somebody who doesn't want to read something unless it was like nominated for the Booker Prize. Okay. I usually love literary fiction and nonfiction. That was like all I read. And during strike, we got on that Sarah J. Moss life and I decided that it would be a fun activity for my husband and I to read these fairy romance books out loud. And so we read all of A Court in Thorns and Roses, that series out loud to each other, which was really fun. And now we're in the middle of Throne of Glass, like that whole series together. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's like Game of Thrones. It's like, it's not going to, it's not like high art, low art. It doesn't matter. It's like, we, we love these characters. We're absorbing this fantasy world. There's plot holes you could drive a truck through. And like, I don't care. We're having so much fun, uh, like reading these out loud together as romantic partners. It's been like, the most fun I've had in a really long time. That is so cool. Well, did I maybe see on Instagram that you all dressed up for Halloween? We did it. We did it for Halloween. And he was, and that was not my idea, by the way. That was my husband's idea. He was <laughs> like, I want to be the characters. This is the thing we did together this year. Like it should, and I was like, all right, world, here you go. Here's our shameful <laughs> secret. We read the Sarah J. Moss verse and we loved it. <laughs> okay. What is your morning beverage of choice? Oh my gosh. Okay. So in an ideal world where I have no physical limitations, it's coffee and it's coffee with a little bit of like half and half for cream, but I can't really do caffeine anymore. It messes with my heart too much. And so now it's decaf or tea. Like I, there's a lot of tea. So it's all kinds of different tea and coffee concoctions that make me feel like I'm just this side of heaven, but not quite there. Well, you're a musician, so this should be interesting. What song or genre of music do you listen to when you need a pick-me-up? When you're like, okay, I got to turn this around. Anything with horns. <laughs> I have a, um, a playlist called, I think it's called, some. I mean, it's some terrible pun, like get horn dash Y-E, like get horny. And uh-huh. it's like not, it's all just anything with a big brass section. You know, like the band Lawrence has this song. What's it called? I can't remember it right now. Anything that has that, anything with like brass tracks, that brass tracks cover of Always Be My Baby, that's an instant turnaround. And, you know, whether it's swing music or funk or anything, but if it has big, huge brass section, it's going to turn my day around. I'm going to be like, okay. And a strong bass line. We got to have like a funky bass line happening in the mix too. But yeah, that's immediately going to turn my day around. Fantastic. Do you have a favorite time. So I don't mean in your past. I mean like either day of the week or time of day or month or specific day of the year. Where would you be if you could be anywhere? Yeah. Such a great question. (laughs) This is going to be, it sounds so out of context. So don't lift this quote. I'm a twilight (laughs) girly. Um, (laughs) Not a vampire variety. Sometimes a vampire variety. (laughs) I love like liminal time periods. So like mm-hmm. my favorite seasons are spring and fall. The like transitions between seasons, I love. I love after sunset when it's not quite nighttime yet, when it's like that like denim colored sky, transitional, all the different purples and blues mm-hmm. um, and stars are starting to come out. I love that time of day. I similarly for like right before sunrise. Yeah, I love transition times. I just like, 
there's an energy to them and sort of an anything can happen. That's my favorite time of any liminal spaces makes me sound like such a jerk. But yeah, I love transitions. Well, I mean, it tracks earlier, you were saying you love genres that are mashups. So I think that makes perfect sense for you, Sarah Montana. Okay, so last question. What meal would you ask for if someone said they'd make or order absolutely anything that you want? Mashed potatoes. (laughs) Is that a meal? It's not a meal. So, but I would say. Oh, you could make a meal out of it. There's like two, there's two different paths that are equal always in my brain. And one of them is like short ribs and mashed potatoes with like some kind of green, like a great salad happening, like just an incredible salad happening on the side. And the salad probably has something like tangy, like a, either like a blue cheese or a citrusy or like a frisé, like a lardon salad, something like that is happening. And that's the like party heavy version. And then it's just like sushi. I love sushi. I love seafood. I love like anything fresh and citrusy. And like, those are like the two tracks in my mind. And I, if I was in prison and they were like, you get one or the other, I'm probably going the first one because I don't trust prison sushi. (laughs) But like, yeah, those are the two things I would have a hard time choosing between. I think that's wise. Don't trust the prison sushi. <laughs> you thought gas station sushi was bad. It can, it can get worse. <laughs> well, I just want to thank you so much for being here, Sarah. And I also want to give you the opportunity. Is there anything you want listeners to know about, like in terms of work that you want them to interact with or somewhere they can come connect with you? What you got for us? You can always contact me at Sarah Montana writer at gmail.com or on Instagram. I'm Sarah Montana, Sarah E. Montana. I'm not the most active posting wise, but I will respond to messages because, you know, it's social media is a weird space. And then I do have a movie, Rescuing Christmas comes out this Thursday, December 7th on the Hallmark uh, Movies Now app and starring Rachel Lee Cook. It's very Christmas hijinksy, it's very fun. It's just a delightful, it's less of a romance than Hallmark usually does and more of a Christmas hijinks movie. Think like Mm -hmm. the Santa Claus vibes. It's a lot of fun. So if you like Christmas movies and you like that kind of energy, if you like like Spirited uh, with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell last year, it's like that kind of vibe. So yeah, if you want to enjoy that, that would be great. Awesome. More hijinks, please. Thanks for being here, Sarah. And listeners, remember that you can upgrade to a paid subscription at my Substack, katehanley.substack.com and get early access to these interviews in one unedited ad-free episode and gain access to some pretty cool perks, which you can find out more about on Substack. And even if you don't feel like paying just yet, I totally get that. I like to check things out for a while before I plunk my credit card down. Still come subscribe for free because that is where I'm sending the show notes for finding the through line and where you'll be able to see links to all of Sarah's works that uh, we have referenced today, as well as past interviews with past guests and their works. And thank you so much for listening. Finding the through line airs one interview per week, broken up into three episodes that come out every Monday, Wednesday and Friday for free. Skip the ads and get each interview in one longer episode by becoming a paid subscriber at katehanley.substack.com. Even if you aren't ready to get out your wallet just yet, become a free subscriber at katehanley.substack.com and receive the full show notes with links to everything my guests and I cover. However you listen, thank you. Finding the Throughline is edited by Sound Advice Strategies. 
connect with me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. And come back next Monday when I'm having a conversation about the creative process with an entirely new person. Until then, wishing you a great weekend.